Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs. And we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, you will hear the audio from my second video attempt. I speak with Stephen Barcello, owner of the Cryptozoology and Paranormal Museum in Littleton, North Carolina as he discusses his belief in Bigfoot. To view the full video of this interview, please visit beingreasonableshow.com. Since down here, I've had so many people come forward. There's been so many credible witnesses, uh, evidence as far as prints and things like that. And uh, of course, your typical fuzzy photos, and game cameras. But yes, at this point, I would have to say, I'm definitely leaning. It's got. It's definitely something out there. People are seeing because there's so many people have come forward. Uh, on a scale from one to seven, how confident would you say that you are that Bigfoot is real, is a, a real being that exists? I'd say I'm probably comfortably in the six range. I mean, I and I wouldn't have said that if you would have asked me seven years ago. I would have been much lower, you know, be kind of skeptical. But uh, like I said, I mean, there's too many people, too many consistencies, the stories that go back from the Halawasa Pony tribe over well over 80 years that we're getting uh, to you know, sightings as recent as, what, two months ago? Not even a month and a half. And I'm going to ask you more questions about that. Uh, first, I'm going to give you one more scale. On a scale from one to seven, how important is it for you to believe in things that are true? Uh, very important. I think as a journalist, I mean, it's important for me to be factual. Uh, the paper we work for, uh, although tabloids get a, a pretty bad time of it, and now everything these days, everything's fake news. I'm glad I'm not in the business. <laughs> and uh, But I mean, we even got someone's name wrong. I mean, that we, we got our heads handed to us. I mean, just silly, silly little things like that. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I try to stick with the facts. Now, here as in the museum and as the guy that runs the museum and does 99% of the talking here. Uh, I'm not here to convince anybody Bigfoot's real. That's not my job. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here to tell the story. Basically, it's not me that's seeing things. Now, I do follow up, but I'm actually interviewing other people. And if you go to like you know, our YouTube or anything, you'll see we have dozens of people. And this is a very small percentage of what walks in the door. How do you know your belief is true? Uh, just self-awareness, you know, things I've gone through, um, just like everybody knows anything. I mean, you know, we know, we know there's air here. We can't see it. <laughs> I mean, same sort of thing. Common sense after a while, this, uh, me doing investigations, interviewing people and, uh, anyone that's been in the business, you, after a while, you can tell when someone's just, you know, snowing you or just giving you a story to someone who's, I mean, they're reliving the account. I mean, I've had a gentleman about a year ago. We were closed for COVID. 
Uh, I'm a town commissioner, too, so everything comes to my front door. Uh, Lily crying in my front yard, bring him in. And he saw this Bigfoot-type creature in his backyard at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Horrified, horrified guy. And uh, no belief in Bigfoot, until, well, at least not to that point. And uh, not a computer literate guy, not a, you know, he's, you know, older gentleman. Uh, but this is what's going on. We had, and we've had multiples of that where, you know, Tiffany Merrill, the block behind us, having a sighting January the 8th, 2016, 5 o'clock in the morning, so horrified, pulls her daughter out of school, moves away by week two. Her mother calls me. I go over and get the, you know, that's really what kind of started it here. We heard stories of these sightings here, which I kind of was leery on. But that was the first interview seeing someone horrified, literally packed up and moved away. So if I were to encapsulate why you believe the belief mm-hmm. is that there's anecdotal evidence that you're sure. relying on people around town, personal experience, and the first thing you mentioned was common sense. Yeah. Of all the things that you've uh, that you mentioned, um, what do you think would be the most important information that helps you believe the belief? Uh, I would say personal. Uh, uh, experiences with people, interviews. Uh, like I'll give you, if you want a, a quick example, let me talk about a woman. I'm not going to use her name. She doesn't want me. That's just common. You know, the bulk of people don't want their names out there. There's no, nothing beneficial for coming forward and saying you saw a Bigfoot or whatever you want to call these things. Well, this one woman lives around the corner on College Street. After Tiffany Merrill had her sighting, she came over, once again, didn't want to be interviewed, but to tell her, I know, sweetheart, I saw one too. Uh, This goes back at least 16 years. Her husband was alive, wheelchair bound. She's taking care of him and this large, hairy creature. Now, the consistency here is dark hair, six to eight inches long, but generally black, and uh, walks past her window. She literally goes to her back of her house to watch this thing walk off the property, and she said she could see the buttocks through the fur because the fur was thinner on the rear end. And that's an accuracy that this woman wouldn't know to pick up, that this is not some, you know, some hick in a a gorilla suit looking to get shot. So it's just, uh, I mean, someone didn't spend all day, you know, gluing hair to their butt just to fool somebody. And this is North Carolina. We're, you know, little to North Carolina. We're uh, in in middle of nowhere. This is gun country. Uh, I have people come in all the time, say, I'm going to shoot me a Bigfoot. I'm going to be a millionaire. It's like, please bring the gun back outside. So, I mean, there's too many things where I can't believe some of of the stuff possibly fake. Sure. And uh, we've got, we have amazing thermal hits. I've had the media with me. We're out there doing some of these outings and we've gotten some really good evidence. So it's just, you know, having legit witnesses with us. And uh, it is, yeah, at this point, there's definitely something out there. I mean, I don't care what you want to call it. If we, we call it Bigfoot because that's just the term that fits. But there's someone, we're definitely seeing something hairy, bipedal, and there's multiple, multiple witnesses. The main reason why you believe the belief is that you have had people who have seen Bigfoot and you have interviewed these people Uh and these people were convincing to you. And you said that although maybe some are not telling the truth, you have confidence that probably uh, most are telling the truth. Yes, I do. Are you saying that if, and I'm not saying this is the case, if let's say your top five people who you've interviewed, and if you went to re-interview them and 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 talk to them again, and they uh, you had a conversation with them, and they said, "Yeah, you know, uh, I did tell you that, but uh, honestly, you know, I'm not 
really that sure what I saw, or maybe it wasn't Bigfoot, or maybe, you know, I was kind of making it up just because it was a joke or something like that. If your top five interviews, let's say, change their mind on their uh, thoughts of Bigfoot or what they saw, are you saying that you would reduce your belief in Bigfoot at that point? I don't know if I'd reduce my belief. Uh, uh, we've actually had a few people that after we've interviewed them, we've uh, had correspondence with them again. And uh, we realize that some of these folks are more prone to elaborating on stuff. So, you know, not that we're saying they didn't see something initially, but now they seem to be along for the ride, you know, sort of, uh, you know, now it's, you know, they, uh, a little bit of celebrity they've gotten out of it. So, but uh, the bulk of the people, it's just the opposite. You know, we have many that have come to us, which I, I wish you'd never interviewed me. Mm. Uh, I've been harassed. I've been called, you know, a drunk or this, that, or the other thing. People just get, you know, how the trolls are online. Uh, and uh, they, it's, it takes a lot to come forward. Now, the ones that don't come forward are some of the more, more compelling state troopers, deputy sheriffs, you know, business people in town. Uh, some of the people actually gave us a hard time. We were first talking about this. You know, you're we, making us look like idiots talking about Bigfoot who have now come back and said, I know I gave you a hard time, but I have to tell you, I saw something too. But if, if I'm going to jump back a little bit. So if you are saying like, let's say your top 10 most compelling in your mind, mm -hmm. most compelling interviews that you think are the most compelling, the top 10, top 12, if they like, let's say all 10 or all 12 of those interviews said, well, they no longer believe the belief or they, you know, they misinterpreted what they saw. Who knows? It'd be a million things, right? Are you saying that- Mass hysteria. Yeah. Uh, Are you saying that you would change or you would have a reduction I, in your belief at that point? I, or you I might possibly, but I mean, uh, like I said, I've been, I've done this uh, previously. I had an interest in this. And uh, what I'm, my interviews in this area are pretty much- North mm -hmm. Carolina, Virginia stuff. And because now that we are doing paracons and reaching out and podcasts and talking to other people, we're hearing so many similar stories other places that kind of kind of jive. Uh, the things that we have different here are specific to this area, which makes me all the more belief in what's going on here. But sure, I mean, if some people came through, I guess I'd be a little skeptical, but I'd be more concerned why there would be 10 people coming forward to say, I lied. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure, you know, I understand. And, I, and, it, and it hasn't happened, so this is very, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so like sticking something on the wall and seeing if it sticks, you know. Right. So it seems like if you had a 10 or 12 people come forward that, you know, your top interviews and, and it's just, you know, hypothetically, sure. of course. And they said that, you know, I didn't see what I saw. You said that you might be a little more cynical. You might reduce your. Sure. And I'd be kind of and I'd be kind of curious to why would you tell that story? Yeah. Why would you go there? I mean, what was, you know. Right. And let's say that, you know, they gave explanations that, a sufficient explanation for you that you would believe it. You sure. know. But I've dealt with this before. I, like I said, I, I was a journalist. We worked uh, a major story, serial killing story. It's still ongoing in Long Island, the Long Island serial killer. And when we had the families out there, these poor girls were murdered. We have a press conference out in the uh, Oak Beach parking lot. Every wacko come out of the woodwork and it's like, I'm going to tell you who the killer is. It's my ex-husband. It's my mechanic. He didn't do my transmission right. It's like, he didn't do your transmission. So he's I'm just, you know, so I, I've been there. I can kind of filter through the bullshit and uh, you can tell when, and there's ways to ask questions and, you know, they ask the same question a different way and see if you can get the same answer. And, you know, I've been interviewed now recently on stuff and I'm used to having people put words in my, try to put words in my mouth and say, can you say this? And so, so, so you're saying as a journalist, when you, used to interview people, you were able to sort uh, through- Kind of um, check as you truth go. Truth 
and yeah. not truth. Yeah. And mm-hmm. usually pretty quickly you can trip somebody up if they're just, you know, so you're kind trying of, to get a moment of fame on, want to get on, on TV for a little bit. You know? Yeah. Is, do you think intuition is a good way to be able to know whether someone is telling the truth or not telling the truth? Is that a reliable way to know It's that? one way. It's not the only way. I mean, you yeah. have to, uh, you look for facts, you look for evidence. The same thing now, if you came to me and said, I just saw something cross the road on Route 4. Yeah. I would, first thing I want to do is interview you as soon as I can. I want to get you fresh, get your emotion. And then we're going to go down and we're going to reenact it. And I'm going to go into the woods. We're going to look for prints, broken branches, the whole bit. And we really do a good job. I mean, even the equipment we bring out now, I mean, we have thermal sculpts, parabolic dishes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, most of the guys that are in our group that come out and help us are uh, retired cops. and things. I mean, so it's people who know how to do a, a search pattern, know what to look for out there. And uh, this is why we're getting good, clean evidence. But it doesn't mean we, every time we go out that we find something. I mean, the bulk of the time, we get nothing. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to follow up. That's why if someone has a sighting or has an event, we want them to come to us as soon as possible. Well, maybe we could do a thought experiment then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy is sitting next to you, and Tommy has a strong belief in dragons. And sure. he's seen a dragon, and he's he's uh, ha- he's interviewed people who's also seen dragons, and, and the dragons live near him. And as a third person, I want to know whether dragons are a real thing. Mm-hmm. And if it's a real thing, I do want to believe in it. Uh, and if it's not, I don't. I'm trying to think of... In Tommy's case, who believes in dragons, how could I find out that dragons exist if they exist? Once again, you got to talk to him, see what his facts are, uh, ask him a couple of questions, maybe even reenact it if you can, and then come back and ask him some of the same questions again, just slightly different. All of a sudden, now the dragon's a different color, or the tail's different, you know, whatever. And so things that don't follow him, up. So if I ask him about dragons, mm-hmm. and then I come about the dragons he's seen, and if I come up to him later, and ask him similar questions. And if he gives me a similar story, then... It's a little bit more credible than... Plus, now you've only got one person seeing dragons. Now, if someone else comes in from a whole different area, doesn't know Tommy or whatever his name is, and uh, has now seen something similar that falls into this realm of dragons, that kind of gives you more... Okay, now this is a second person that's seen something. So if dragon is, so if Tommy has seen dragons and he has met other people around him who have seen dragons... Would you then believe in those dragons? Not necessarily. I need more proof. I mean, just like here. Now we've got multiple, multiple proofs. We're not talking about two people. We're talking about, without exaggeration, probably 30, 40 people in this immediate area just come through. At what point do you think you would start to believe more in Tommy's belief about dragons? I mean, what would it take for you to believe that, do you think? Multiple witnesses, some proof, you know, something. Just like, like, say, a dozen people believe. Possibly. Or say a, a dozen people uh, have reported to him that mm-hmm. he's interviewed that, let's say, that they've seen dragons. Mm-hmm. And and then you'd say you need more evidence at that point? Yeah, I'd want to see some evidence, just like we've done now. I mean, I, like I said, I came into this very skeptical, as yeah. anyone should be. And uh, there's been so much stuff come forward. And uh, like, you know, a perfect example is I was I had a film crew come through and uh, watch productions out of Virginia. Uh, they were supposed to film me here like everyone does in front of the Bigfoot statue. And they got here two and a half hours early. So let's go to the park. Now, we had no intent on going to the park. We went down there. We came across an area where all these trees were freshly snapped and twisted. And the canopy was intact. Uh, the you know, leaf litter was intact. So it wasn't a microburst or anything like that. So very suspicious. Uh, the guy's wife is one of the camera people. And uh, she was uh, 
very curious about this, but not a believer. She was the one that found the first print, and that's actually a very large print. And so, yeah, but this whole thing was filmed going down, and they were there purely just to do an interview. And uh, so, I mean, so many things have happened. So now if this guy goes out, now we, we walk around, with, you know, I decide to go in the neighborhood where this guy supposedly sees dragons. And we find dragon scales. <laughs> what the hell dragon believe behind? I mean, you just, so, you what, gonna... so what if, that's a great point. So what if, what if uh, you know, about Tommy's belief about mm-hmm. dragons, and this is just a thought experiment, and just, mm-hmm. is just trying to understand your belief better through Tommy's belief, mm-hmm. that if we went uh, out in the woods with Tommy and we saw a tree burst, and then we saw uh, what we interpreted as a dragon footprint. Or dragon, yeah, whatever, at, at that whatever point, dragons are supposed to do, sure. At that point, would you I, I believe be, in dragons? Do well, you I don't know if I'd believe, believe it, more? I'd be that much closer. I mean, it's a step process like anything else. It's like, you know, even religion. I mean, you know. But, but like on a scale from like a one to seven. It's not a cult, so it's not like yeah. you join it and all of a sudden, you know, I, I shave my head and I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm passing out Bigfoot books in the airport. But, and, but would uh, you be, I mean, like. How much? I'm trying to think of how much. I don't know. I couldn't. I honestly couldn't answer that. Everything depends on a different thing. Like, I mean, just like one of the things I know you weren't interested in getting into, but the paranormal, I was brought into much earlier because my background is photography, videography, and catching things that we just couldn't explain. I mean, literally shadows moving through, and there's no way for a shadow to be cast, right. and things like that picking up. And especially when you get into the world of audio, which you're in, uh, all of a sudden you're getting, you're hearing sounds. Like, you play this back, and you hear a little girl talking in the background. You're going to be kind of freaked out. I mean, so it's it's a step process. But you have to go I through think, in a process of elimination. I think you know? what I'm trying to find out here is, is, you know, with a thought experiment, at what point would you become like a five or a six? Or... See, I'd have a hard time saying that. I mean, yeah. I, everything's different. No, the, the reason why I'm asking you this is that um, I want to know, like with Tommy's belief, how much evidence for you it would take for you to believe in his belief about dragons. And then, I, like I said, off the top of my head, it would be hard because you're, you're picking up totally something that we haven't touched, and I, a person I don't yeah. know. And so... I know, fifty percent maybe. I mean, I would say probably less than that. I mean, it's going to take yeah. it take a fair amount for me to be a believer, and that's okay. what I'm saying. This has been a lot of data, yeah. and until you go to our sites and see what we're doing, and basically, I'm not the one seeing Bigfoot. You are. I'm interviewing you. Yeah. So basically, at this point, it's my belief system in all these people coming through. They're seeing something. Now, sure. is it but- actually a Bigfoot they're seeing? I have no idea. Is there a, actually a land ape, which some people call it the uh, American? Uh, yeah, yeah eight, but you, you, know, but you so. said that you do believe it at a six. There's, and, there's right. something out there, and they're seeing it. So yeah. So let me put it this way then. Sure. And maybe I'm not being clear, and I do apologize about that. Let's say, as a thought experiment, then that Tommy believes in dragons. I spilled water on myself. But he doesn't believe in Bigfoot. But you believe in Bigfoot, mm-hmm. and you don't believe in, let's say, dragons. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to see a situation where how Tommy could get you along to believe more in dragons and how you could get Tommy along to believe more in Bigfoot, right? Sure, I guess we can go that way. Uh, basically, he would have to show me enough proof where something's viable, where you know, it has to be not just one person coming forward. Or if it is one person, it would have to be a really good video and something that you can prove that's not faked with other evidence to it. Just like if you, you don't believe in Bigfoot, if I was going to bring you out there, I mean, you're not going to be converted on one thing. But if we can take you out there and you see something move through the woods and we find broken branches at, you know, 10 feet tall, 
things like that, you're going to go like, hmm, something's up. You know, you're probably first going to go, oh, it's probably hoaxed. You know, it's kind of you know normal belief. So we'd have to prove to you that that's not done. But I mean, it's a process. I mean, I mean, just try to do it from so a scale of one to seven is almost impossible sure, because every case is different. Every story is different. So, yeah. so if Tommy took you through the woods and and he showed you footprints and he, you know, he would I believe him? No, not necessarily oh. for that. I mean, you're 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 just assuming if I see prints or something, that's a cut and dry. Or or the same things that. Your customers. It's not black and white. There's a large gray area in there, and that's life. Is there a gray area whether Bigfoot exists or not? Well, I, I have to say it definitely is. I mean, I'm not 100% sure there's things out there, but there's something out there. They're seeing something. Could it be mass hysteria? Is there something in the water? I sincerely doubt that, you know. But we have people out there that believe there's green lasers from space and the world's flat. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a world of uh, people believing all kinds of crazy stuff so so maybe we could use your example if someone believes that the world is flat Mm -hmm. and let's say the world is round what questions would you have the person who believes that the world is flat to help them see the truth that the world is round is there questions that you'd ask them sure and you kind of ask them to show us what makes you think it's flat what makes you think bigfoot exists what makes you think there's a dragon in your backyard? And if the person says, who says that the world is flat, they say, well, I've interviewed people and I there's some anecdotal evidence that I have. Would you, would that be enough for you? No, of course not. I'd have to see proof. And what kind of proof would be for you for that belief, do you think? For that there, you'd have to have, I mean, well, for first of all, we have lots of proof proving the other end, you know, from satellite images and, you know, just common sense go stand at a you know, the, a beach or at the ocean where I'm from and watch the earth pitch off and, uh, or fly in a plane. <laughs> I mean, there's kind of ways to figure this out. And, so uh, you seem like there's, there's evidence and I wonder. So you'd have to now convince me all this stuff that I know is false. So. Right. And I'm wondering. Now, if- now you go back to Bigfoot. It's not like a ton of evidence that this land ape doesn't exist. But there's a fair amount of stuff that says that they are seeing something out there. So, and it's not just one. If I can back up, you said there's not much evidence that Bigfoot doesn't exist. Right. How do you have evidence for something not existing? How do you have evidence of something not existing? Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, uh, it's a, it goes back to a belief system. If you uh, evidence would be non to, to not believe, that's a good question. Actually, uh, basically, we go back to DNA, you know, things like that. Uh, if you don't believe, you don't believe. Uh, if I every time someone comes forward, not everybody's seen what they claim they've seen. Uh, you do get a lot of people who come forward, and uh, like I said, they're, they're unsure. Matter of fact, one of the things I, I've mentioned this: I first came down here. We had a lot of the older folks telling me that they were seeing uh, Wolfman, <laughs> Wolfman sightings in the area. And I thought that was pretty interesting because uh, when you start talking to them, what they're seeing is a bipedal creature covered with hair. But they don't know Bigfoot. They don't, they, these coins, these, you know, land apes don't mean anything to them. So basically, they're going back to a Lon Chaney movie or something that kind of fills their void there. So uh, the sightings are there. But, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy... It, uh, like, you know, belief is a belief, and no matter what it is, from believing your your wife's faithful to you. <laughs> so in, in, the, in the case of, 
uh, Bigfoot or dragons or uh, the shape of the earth. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, like, if we could set up maybe a test, like there's a test that we could do that if the test ended up this way, then we would believe in Bigfoot. And if the test ended up another way, we wouldn't believe in Bigfoot and or have more confidence in the belief. Let's put it that way. Sure. I wonder, is there something that we could do to to help like to help Tommy make a decision whether he wants to believe in Bigfoot? I don't know. What test would you do? Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I have no idea. I mean, you know, but true serum, a lie detector. I mean, those are breakable too. I mean, so. So you're saying that even if a test, if faith is faith, you have to go with somewhat you know, some common sense. And and what do you mean by faith? Uh, yeah, you have to believe in things. I mean, if you once you get comfortable with something, and uh, you know, you could believe in something now, like a perfect example, you know, religion. Someone you know grows up being very religious and later decides, like, I'm, I don't believe in anything. I'm an yeah. atheist now. I'm trying to see your definition of faith. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm using that religion as just one that everybody yeah, can yeah. comprehend. So, I mean, everyone has their beliefs. I mean, it's... So, but faith means to you... To believe in something, to trust in something. Faith means trust. It could could be, you know. Faith can mean a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, You know, being... And and to be clear, if if your belief is true, I would like to believe it. Sure. And that's why I'm asking you about how you know what you know, the reliability of the information that you use... And I'm trying to primarily interviews, which I keep on saying. Mm-hmm. It's basically I'm a journalist, so I'm relying primarily on interviewing people and then following up. And I guess I, mean, I don't have a way to do yeah, well, mind scans or sure. anything of that sort. But so. let's say we could do mind scans as a test, and we could scan people's minds. And let's say we could give people truth serum, and we could give people lie detector tests. And let's say, just for the purposes of this thought experiment, that it came out that they were lying or were tell- not telling the truth. Would you reduce your, be- your, your confidence in the belief? Or would oh, you- sure. If I found that everyone was, uh, you know, if the world was really upside down and, you know, everyone was lying, it was a, uh, you know, a put on from the beginning. Yeah. I'd definitely be a, you know, well, you know, nothing's fixed in stone, as we say in politics. I mean, yeah. any law we write, we can unwrite, we can change. And uh, so basically, uh, yeah. Right. It could change my view. Now, I wonder if there's more of a straightforward way we could find out whether the belief is true or not. You know, if there's something that we... Well, I've been accused, too, by people coming through that I don't really believe I'm just using this as the uh, ploy to make money. Well, we're not making money. Now, the thing it has yeah. done, it actually has helped put this little town on the map. Yeah. And uh, that's been a benefit for the town. But uh, it's at the uh, expense of... You know, people poking fun, but I don't care. I mean, I, I broad shoulders, I can handle it, you know. And if, uh, if Bigfoot wasn't true, mm-hmm. would you want to know it? Sure. Yeah. I like facts. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm in the position I'm in now, because of all, all the research we've done has taken us in the opposite direction, where there's something out there. And we can't, there's no way someone can be faking all this. With the, uh, it, we go places nobody knows we're going. And we uh, evidence is found as far as you know prints and if Bigfoot wasn't true, like mm-hmm. objectively true, how could we find out? How could Tommy know. find out? How could we find out? I'm not saying it's not true, but how could we yeah, find right. out it wasn't true if I, it wasn't true? I have no idea. I mean, be honest with you, how could you find out anything? I can't find out if you know God exists or you know this is really air <laughs> or if we're really here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I mean. 
you can get into a real mind trip after a while when you start thinking about how these things change. And so, in like the case of oxygen, could we? There's a, you something. If oxygen is a thing, it, you, do you think that there's a test that we could? Well, to oxygen, we science obviously. Then we we have things to do with that. But you know, yeah. Once again, I mean, is the air in here pure? I mean, yeah, without taking an air sample, you know. How do you know I'm not, you know, sneaking some kind of gas into you and making you believe in Bigfoot, you know? Right. Like, I mean, it's not, you know, you, you take some things just, you know, for granted. I mean, you, you trust your car brakes are going to work in the morning. Yeah. And so it's some things you just got to take for, you know, a little bit. Otherwise, you drive yourself nuts. You'd hide in the house like we have for a year. <laughs> in the case, let's say, if someone was sneaking gas into this interview... I'm wondering if there was a way we could find that out. If there's sure. some air samples, sampling. Yeah. I mean, but you know, who has that in their house? Yeah. As far as finding out someone's telling the truth about Bigfoot, I mean, you know, unless you have the expense to really, you know, literally do, you know, yeah, you know, testing on people, which is not going to happen. I well, mean, you're relying on it's the police to rely on that. I mean, people have been put in jail. Right, for a lot right. less evidence. Well, maybe this question then. Do you think it's practical or useful for anyone, mm-hmm. not just you, for anyone, and I could ask this of Tommy or anybody, to have a belief, any belief, that can't be shown to be incorrect if it's incorrect? Is there? Do you think that's a useful belief to have that can't be shown to be incorrect if it's incorrect, because I'm thinking if a belief can't be shown to be incorrect, then how do we really know that it's true? Well, some things can be proven to be incorrect. I mean, some things are measurable, but someone's someone coming forward and saying they saw something, is, that's kind of hard because you're, you're relying on a personal experience in that case, unless you had a witness with them which is why we go out in groups and we do stuff and we record everything. We wear GoPros and we have a lot of equipment and we try to document everything. Even if we find prints, we document the casting. I mean, we try to make it right. as open as possible to show no one's manipulating anything. Do you but, think that relying on other people's personal experiences is generally speaking, a reliable way to know whether something is It's kind is of true. the only way in this, doing this. I mean, you know, unless you want to be, so if you came to Littleton or I come to Littleton and you are seeing Bigfoot and yeah. it's always you, yeah. it's you, it's you. I'm going to be skeptical. Why is this one guy the only one that sees it? Right. Now I come into this town, not looking for it. I'm escaping New York, high taxes, dying newspaper business. And we come in here and there's dozens of stories and the stories are rolling in. I mean, from, you know, Halawasa Pony Tribe, referring to him as Midnight Howler, Catamount, Boogeyman. I mean, it's just the stories have been around forever. I can show you an article. It's in 1929. They talk about this Littleton hairy man found in the woods and they burned to the camp. I mean, so the stories have been here. It's nothing we've created, but we're working on it. I'm telling the story. I mean, I know a good story when I hear one. And uh, to this point now where I'm, I'm at the belief point where I think there's actually there's something going on. There's definitely something out there. Now, what are they saying? We have some kind of hybrid 
you know, bear walks on two legs. I mean, we don't really know for sure until we get something. Obviously, it's going to be, you know, a, a, a proper DNA or a, a body or something of that sort. But yeah, as far as people, man, that's all we've really got right now is the witnesses that are coming through to have everything to lose and nothing to gain by coming forward. And that's why maybe 10% are willing to let us interview them. And a lot of them come back to us and say, I wish I never did it. What do you think about this statement mm-hmm. uh, as a general statement? about beliefs, and I've thought about this, that someone's confidence in a belief should be proportional to the evidence available for that belief being true. I guess that works. I mean, like I said, every uh, every subject is a little bit different, and a lot of things you just have to, like going back to religion, I mean, how do you prove that, you know, God is real. How do you prove Jesus Christ existed? I mean, those are hard things. That's, you know, where you go back to true faith and believing something on your own. And you have to be comfortable with that. Now, it happens to be a mass, huge belief. But, uh, I mean, you get down to it. How do you prove that? And then, you know, it's basically that's another one. It's you're, you're relying on old stories, books that were written, more personal experiences that were written down in books and rewritten. Are you telling me in this situation that faith in this case is believing in something when there is less evidence for that? It can be. For that belief being true? It can be. You you have to be open. I mean, bottom line is some things are going to be flat out obvious. I mean, I can go out and touch your Tesla. (laughs) Your car is out there. I can see that. I can touch it. Uh, Can you go out and touch a Bigfoot? No, unfortunately. Maybe if it does touch you, you'd know it real quick. But- I mean, the belief system here is people coming forward. And it takes a lot for someone to walk through that door and to tell me their personal experience. Sure. Now, since we've been here, we've been on Travel Channel, MTV, and all the rest of the stuff, people feel more comfortable. They kind of feel like they know me, and they come in and they talk. Right. Uh, but but beyond, beyond that, it's it's a rough thing. I mean, you you know, but people come in and tell me stuff. This is the ones that are obviously not being recorded and stuff. They'll come in and say, I've never told anyone this since 1970-something when I told a few people, and they looked at me like I was batshit crazy. And uh, that's the kind of stuff we get walks in the door, and I basically want to document it. You know, can you give me a rough time frame, time of day, what you saw, rough size, you know, that kind of thing. And we have the basic questions we ask. But uh, in, in Tommy's experience, let's say— See, if Tommy would walk in and tell me about a dragon, I would interview him. Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, what, I literally would. Doesn't mean I'm going to believe in dragons right away. But, you know, if 30 people come in and someone's seen something, you know, this creature and you know, all the things start to point in the same direction, hey, maybe I'll start loosening up my beliefs and going, hey, maybe maybe there's something out there that resembles a dragon or something or someone's doing something to fool these people. Perfect example, actually. Got one that came to well, mind. Well, if Tommy's, if Tommy's belief in dragons and he interviews people who believe in dragons and let's say he's interviewed 30 people mm-hmm. who have had sightings of dragons or they think is dragons. If you're always hitting these numbers, there's, there's no well, number thing. Sure. You know, it's, 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 it, it could be four people if this evidence is really good and, you know, maybe I'd be a little more leaning towards it. And, you know, it's not like it has to be, well, 25 people, I'm a believer. Okay, you know? so it's not, I mean, it's not the number of people. Right. You, you're you're are, trying to fit things into like yeah, a yeah, graph yeah. here and it doesn't work that are way. Are you saying it's the evidence then? Instead yeah, of- personal and how I feel about it. I mean, because it's me believing, not you. So, so how you feel about it. Right. My, my belief pattern is going to be different than yours. 
And there's going to be people out there who just aren't going to believe anything. Are you saying your belief is based on how you feel about the interviews you're conducting with? How comfortable them? I am? Yeah, sure. That's a lot of it. Is feeling something is true, is that a good way to know whether something is true? We will continue our conversation with Stephen Barcello, owner of the Cryptozoology and Paranormal Museum in Littleton, North Carolina, as he discusses his belief in Bigfoot, coming up after this short break. To view the full video of this interview, please visit beingreasonableshow.com. Hi, this is Mark Solomon, host of Being Reasonable. Do you like the show and want to help? Please subscribe to Being Reasonable as a podcast and maybe even write us a review. Thanks. Feeling something is true, is that a good way to know whether something is true? Yeah, I think so. I think I can trust myself. My old age now, I think I've been around the block a few times where I'm pretty pretty comfortable about what I see and what I judge. If Tommy <laughs> believes that the earth is flat mm -hmm. and he believes it because he's interviewed people and he feels that what they're saying is true, is that a reliable way for Tommy to know whether or not the earth is For Tommy, it might, it might be. It wouldn't be for me. But, you know, I have my beliefs. You have yours. So it wouldn't be for you in that situation? So you're picking a, you're, you're, I'm only saying that because you're picking a earth, flat earth, which I know for a fact isn't. Okay, but, let's, well, let's so say Tommy says the earth is round then. Okay. Well, no problem. Tommy says the earth is round. And the reason why he believes the earth is round is he's interviewed people and he has a feeling that the people he he has interviewed mm -hmm. are telling the truth. Is that a reliable way for him to know whether... For Tommy, sure. The if, earth if is If it works round. for Tommy, yeah. Would that work for you? It could. I mean, it depends. Like, once again, you, you're looking for this cookie cutter thing where everything fits the same. And... Uh, yeah, every subject is different. Everything you have to take. I mean, you, I might believe in God, you might not. I mean, so you know, we have all we all have different belief systems. So there's certain cutoffs for me where yeah. things are comfortable. But, and, but I'm not to, trying to pigeon put you, pigeonhole you. Really, I'm not. I'm trying to understand how. No, I you, see, I, I'm just saying you keep yeah. on picking up these abstract things that you want me to kind of you know judge on, and that's hard because yeah. it's nothing I've dealt with. I, I haven't interviewed anyone with a dragon. I haven't, right. you know. I have talked to some flat earthers. <laughs> I have dealt with, dealt with that. But, you know, I run a cryptozoology paranormal museum. Yeah. I, I leave the, the doors wide open. I mean, people come in here, uh, going back to Bigfoot. Uh, basically, some people think they're interdimensional. They can come and go and, you know, you know, disappear right before your eyes. Others think they're tied to UFOs. And uh, from what we're getting here of the interviews we're doing and stuff, I think they fall more into a flesh and blood creature. There's actually something out there that's leaving prints and breaking branches and things of that sort and uh, going through people's garbage cans and stuff of that sort. So, And Tommy wants to believe that. Mm -hmm. How can we show Tommy that that is true? The only way I can show Tommy is by him listening to the interviews we do, watching the videos we produce, or even coming out when we do outings and, you know, experiencing it. Now, for me to tell you something, it's a story. It's a personal experience I'm sharing with you. And most likely, in my case, it's someone else's personal experience because I'm inter interviewing people. Uh, so if we can bring you out and let you experience something for yourself, then you can make your judgment, your call. We're not here to—this is not the church of Bigfoot. We're not here to convince anybody. We're here to tell the story. Yeah. You know? 
And then you can make that decision. You can decide from one to seven where you want to be, you know? Right. So, you know. I think we're talking about your belief. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you seem like you have a fairly strong belief in Bigfoot. I, I believe something's out there. I, I, we, we use the name Bigfoot, but yeah, I don't really know exactly what it is. There's something that fits within that range that people are seeing out there. And there's been so many reportings that I, at this point, I, I lean much more towards the fact that there's, you know, there is something there. Yeah. And that's what you're looking to get me to, you know, say, and I admit that I've been saying it from, from the beginning. And, uh, well, I only some, want you to say it if you believe it. No, I do. I, I, I do. Yeah. And that's why I'm willing to say it. Yeah. But it took a while to get to this point. I yeah. mean, because you got to cross that line where you're like, I tell people when we first came in here, we're telling stories of the paranormal and stuff. We're in the Bible Belt. Uh, everyone's okay with that. It was that which I surprised. They were pretty good. Everyone's had a ghost story. Their yeah. mother, their grandmother told them. Once we started talking Bigfoot, oh, no, now we crossed the crazy line. We're in the world of being abducted by aliens and stuff like that. And uh, But you know, the bottom line is, like I said, the, uh, there's so much coming through. I mean, I could be... On the other side, coin. I mean, I know people that could be here. A thousand people come through and give them, you know, really good, you know, testimonials, and we just wouldn't believe it. I mean, there's some people who just not going to be. Like, I'm open to these things. I've dealt with it. I had an interest in it, and I do follow up. So we actually, if you if you were to call me on the way, let's say you leave here, and you see something cross the road, you come back. And, you know, I'm going to be the first guy to try to interview you, sit you down, have you explain exactly what you saw, uh, how it affected you, what you were you scared, what you know, the whole bit, and. Uh, I, I'm here to document it. And then you'd be another person on the list that had an experience in an area where, let's say, four or five other sightings have happened in the last year and a half or so. I'm really trying to get down to why you believe what you believe. And, and I can't really, really tell you that. I'll be honest with you. I, I, that's a hard nut to say. I believe because I do. Because, you know, and I might believe more six months from now. I might believe less. So I'm uh, just trying to follow you. So you, mm-hmm. you believe... In the belief because you believe it. And because of the witnesses and the information, the stuff I keep on saying, you know, basically the uh, it's been a, a process that slowly uh, data comes through people, you know, the interviews, following up. And uh, so, I mean, it's like anything. I mean, you know, let me how do you become go from being a, uh, a liberal kid to being, you know, a conservative as you get older? I mean, your beliefs change, your views on things change. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Things aren't black and white. You know, like I said, it's always a gray area. Well, to use In most your cases. <laughs> example then, when someone who changes their belief from conservative to liberal or vice versa, mm-hmm. and you're saying something happens that causes the change in that belief. Would you say, is there something that you could envision with your belief that would could happen and then... Possibly. Is there, what do you think that would be? Oh, I have no idea. I'm speculating again. I mean, we're just fishing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't know what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't, if you would, like I said, if you would have asked me eight years ago, would I be running a museum and talking about Bigfoot? I would have said, hell no. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was, I was working hard news, you know, crime, mob, celebrity. You know, I was busy seven days a week doing stuff. And uh, occasionally I'd have time to go out there and we'd uh, do a, a paranormal piece or a fun piece on, you know, the Jersey Devil or something of that sort. And uh, and that was, you know, I loved it because I was out there doing my own thing, from soup to nuts. I was setting it up. And it was stressful because, you know, you're, you're trying to get your storyline together and get all these interviews and everything else. And, you you know, you got a small budget you're allowed, <laughs> staying within your budget. 
uh, like I said, this is nothing I would have thought I was done, but, you know, but using the skill set I had to interview people and come down here and uh, having people sincerely come in and horrified and people that were literally, you know, literally uh, turned around and left their homes, moved away because of, you know, something they saw in the backyard, that horrified. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive stuff to come across. I mean, and even as I, you know, doing uh, guiding, do documentaries, I mean, some of these interviews are like, you know, I've showed people, like, you know, if I wish you could show people here, uh, but basically if I could show this to you, I mean, these, you know, you could base a documentary on just some of these interviews by themselves. I mean, where they set a house on fire and all the neighbors got together when this thing came running out, they beat it to death. I mean, it's like, what the hell? I mean, this is the kind of stuff that walks through and this is from this area and the stories have been here for ages, so. Yeah, I mean, that's why I, my belief has gotten stronger in something out there than instead of the opposite. But could it change? I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, what would make your belief stronger? More evidence continuing the way it is. Or actually, definitely, if we could find some like really good, like a flesh or something like that, we get DNA from that. With even if it came up something that was non-recognizable, I'd be all the more. So, what would move your belief from a six to say a seven? Possibly would be if we actually. If we have physical evidence of like a dead Bigfoot yeah. or that's why I'm, I DNA got, that's, from a Bigfoot. You're one to seven. That's why I'm picking a six. Yeah. Because I'm pretty convinced there's something going on. I mean, I'm, right. I'm, 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 I can't say 100%. I'm in the 90 range, you know. And uh, So to make you more confident in the belief. Some if, better evidence. If we yeah, had some love. Uh, Bigfoot flesh or maybe. A, a full body, obviously. full body would too. give you a seven. So that would bring you from a six to a seven. And our, that would give you more confidence. Would and would you say that if there was less evidence, then you would be less confident then, or as well, or how's that work for you? You know, I, to go backwards the other direction would be hard. I mean, I, 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 it could happen. It easily could happen. But uh, I mean, it took a long time to get to the point where I'm at, at now and believing this. I mean, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around. I, yeah. We had a, a police officer from New Bern come in this couple of years back. And she was talking about how she hit one with her car. And I'm not even going through the whole story. But basically, she sat here and said, I can't wrap my head around Bigfoot existing, let alone that I hit one with my car. Right. I mean, so this is, you know, this is that leap you, of faith you have to take when things happen. And here's someone who's actually, her car was, you know, was, it was drivable, but she actually had made a police report and the whole bit, you know, and she was deputy sheriff, said Cold State Police. And, and uh, I mean, these are, these are good, credible stories. Uh, but it's, but there's so many of them, and now we I become like the clearinghouse for these coming in. So it's for me to go backwards now. I'm like I'm saying it's I'm not saying I I, I could always change my view, and uh, but I I find it I'm going just the opposite. You know, if you would have literally a year ago would have asked me, I would have been never would have said I was a, a six. I would have said more like I was a four or five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if someone, so it does change. If someone wants to believe in Bigfoot, let's say. Where do you think the default position should be for that person? Uh, that I won't believe in Bigfoot until I'm given sufficient evidence to believe in Bigfoot, or I will believe in Bigfoot until it is shown otherwise, that Bigfoot does not exist. Yeah, I think just the, the default should be basically, you know, be open. You know, don't try not to be a believer right away. Try not to be a, too much of a doubter. Kind of be somewhere in the middle. You know, and you, everyone's going to have different positions where they are. And the person who's like, 
Bigfoot doesn't exist. You know, there's no such thing as ghosts. There's no such thing as UFOs and that kind of stuff. It's probably the person you're never going to get off that line. Mm -hmm. They're pretty much going to stay there. Just like the person who comes in and says, you know, I've watched, I've seen a Bigfoot show, so therefore I believe. They have no facts, no proof. They haven't mm -hmm. done any of their really research. They're, they're an armchair uh, investigator. Uh, you're not going to change that person, too. And these are the people who are going to believe in, you know, the flat earth and all that. You know, just anything they see on TV is, you know, you know somebody told me it, it's got to be real, you know. So I like the people that are kind of in the middle of the people. Or, and that's why I love the interviews we get that are people that come through that had no interest in seeing Bigfoot. We're not looking for Bigfoot. Something, you know, they happen to stab and come across something or something's in their backyard or, you know. They, they put food out for their, their animal and they, they find, you know, something else is out there eating it. I mean, it's a story after story after story. Right. And these are people that, you know, and most of them, apologize, most of them uh, uh, come to us and say, like, you know, they do, do not want their name out there, Just, you know. Have you had direct conf uh, experience with Bigfoot no. yourself? No, I wish I, I wish I had something better. Mm -hmm. I'm the journalist. I'm, I'm following up on the people who've had experiences and interviewing them. Yeah. That we try to get out there as quick as we can to look for something. And the best we found is prints right. and some broken branches and some odd stuff like that. But even there, I like to be the guy. If, let's say, you and I go out to do the interview, I'd rather film you. I guess this is my instinctively, like I said, I'm used yeah. to being behind the camera. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather be the person who's actually documenting it and telling you, telling the story and interviewing the person. It's just kind of what I'm more comfortable doing. A, a general question for you just about beliefs, not about this belief. Sure. I wonder, and I want to know what you think about beliefs. Do you think that people have more true beliefs or do you think people have more false beliefs, generally speaking? That's a good question. I don't know. Uh, once again, I guess it goes by the subject. Let's figure just our subject here. And I would say uh, in the world of paranormal and... Uh, you know, crypto, UFO, ufology, things of that sort. I would say there's a lot of false information out there. Do you think there's more false beliefs than true? Yeah, or thereabouts. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, I'm not saying the belief is false. I think the information is false. I think we get a lot of people out there that are working off, you know, a TV show. You know, oh, sorry, you know, the belief is true, but the information is I'm false. not saying necessarily. You're, you're looking for black and white again. No, I'm just trying to understand what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, literally yeah. just, you know, there's, there's a lot of people, if you believe that something, the, the belief here is it can be something be, beyond us, something, you know, more than us. And that's the real belief, being whatever it is, uh, a god, a, a Bigfoot, a UFO, intelligent life in space, you know, whatever it's going to be. And, uh, that, I think, is the belief. Yeah, if someone's open to those sort of things, then you can pick and choose what makes you comfortable and where you go. Uh, as far as that, though, but I mean, I think there's a lot of false information, just like religions. There's a lot of people take advantage of people's religious beliefs and cults come up and next, you know, the drinking Kool-Aid. I mean, you can steer people down a, a path. Uh, even the you know, innocent stuff is some of these TV shows that are out there. I mean, it basically, you know, perfect example of some of these paranormal shows. If you don't believe in their way of ghost hunting, it's it's incorrect yeah. and it's like you know instead of just being open to what's happening you know do you do your due diligence do your investigations you know uh you know you've got to put your you got to put your time in to find things and then be skeptical i mean that's the whole thing we go out there i mean we don't just because we see something you know a broken branch doesn't mean oh it's bigfoot you know there yeah. has to be a whole series of things there and then we on top of that if we find something we're the first ones to put it up online and say like what do you think 
if Bigfoot wasn't a thing, I'm not saying I don't know if I that, I'm your not question. Saying, I went in circles. <laughs> I'm not saying that's the case, but if Bigfoot wasn't a thing, what would be the second best explanation do you think for all these sightings and what people are telling you? I think the only other thing it could possibly be is another animal that's being mistaken for whatever this thing. Like once again, like I said earlier, we have some kind of hybrid bears that are walking upright and have been doing it for over a hundred years. I mean, that could be a possible explanation, which, you yeah. know, could be, you know, we don't know until we, you know, get more evidence here. Uh, the, otherwise, then you can go down the, go down the rabbit hole a little farther and say, oh, maybe it's, yeah, it's a, 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 you know, a bunch of people acting like Bigfoot's out there because they want the scam to, you know, scare people or something like that, you know, go down to the, uh, you know, which, so, you know, it's just, it gets harder and harder yeah. to, you know, for someone to do that. I mean, you but, know. But maybe with, and this will help, I think, with the belief in Bigfoot, let's say, mm -hmm. and the belief in a hybrid bear and the belief in people acting like Bigfoot, is there a way that you think we could distinguish between those three beliefs? I'm not sure what your question is there, but... Uh, well, let's say someone believes... Someone's seeing three, the evidence... There's three they, different beliefs, so I mean... Right. You know, is there a way we could... Pick and choose Find one? out what's true. Yeah, well, you just, you know... You, it's kind of, once again, goes back. There's no... I don't think there's anything... You know, you'd have to make that judgment for yourself. You'd have to go out there and do your research and find what's going on. Now, since I'm leaning towards the cryptic side, I'm taking kind of the extreme path where... It's quite possible now, like you said, is there a chance I could come back from saying these things exist? Yeah, sure. If we got some Olsen got some really good footage and we found some kind of weird bear that's walking on two legs, I'd go like, you know, consistently. And, you know, the prints and stuff, I'd say, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about we, like somebody who has no dog in the fight and they just they just want to know it's true. Right. If they, they want to know if the stuff is, if what people are seeing is is Bigfoot, if they want to know if what they're seeing is, is a hybrid bear, they want to know if what they're seeing is people in the woods. They just want to know it's true. And I'm wondering how we could help them distinguish what's true. But I, once again, they'd have to do their own research. I mean, uh, I yeah, because once again, if we tell them, we're we're telling them. You know, if you you tell them it's uh, people faking it, and I tell them it's you know, I think it's a flesh and blood creature. That's two different paths, and they have to pick and choose themselves. I it think seems that's like something. there's no way to, for them to really. It's hard. Know. You have to get unless you want to go out there and do your research. I mean, once again, you get back to the guys watching the TV shows. You know, there's yeah. a couple of these shows out there like Mountain Monsters and stuff, which are, you know, pure entertainment. I mean, you know, they base it loosely on some stories that are out there. And then they go out and they, you know, with a camera crew and they chase shadows primarily. And, you know. From personal experience, I have most definitely have had beliefs that I realize now I don't believe was incorrect about. Mm -hmm. Has that ever happened to you, do you sure. think? And when that's happened, how did you find that out? It's just growing up, being more mature, thinking things out. So, I mean, uh, like I said here, I mean, you know, I'm, for me to be on the side of telling you I believe there's something out there in the woods, people are seeing something, it's quite a path I've taken from where, you know, I'm very practical. I worked at Brookhaven National Laboratory. I worked on the Star Wars project. I mean, where I'm used to kind of doing you know, scientific sort of, you know, even photography is basically in videography. You know, you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with numbers and lenses and the whole mm -hmm. bit like like mm -hmm. you're doing here. 
And uh, so, so you go out there now into this uh, world where you're, uh, your belief system is being kind of stretched. I mean, but that's where I am in this point. So, yeah, could it change again? Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, nothing's written in stone like I keep saying. You know? yeah, yeah. Like you never, I like, look, look what I'm doing. 63 years old. I mean, I'm running a cryptozoology museum, elected official in town here. None of which pays anything, by the way. And uh, I mean, that's the last thing I would have thought I was doing. So I got to ask you, because yeah. you're asking me all these questions. What's your belief on this sort of thing? I'm just curious. Well, I really try to be open when I have these conversations. Mm -hmm. If it's true, I really do want to believe it. I want to believe in true things. Mm -hmm. And if it's not true, then I don't want to believe it. And the way I see it, for an extraordinary claim, mm -hmm. and no matter what that claim is, my confidence in that claim should be proportional to the evidence available for that claim being true. Mm -hmm. That's just how I see it. And with a claim like Bigfoot, and that's a, I would think it's a pretty amazing pretty claim. I would want there to be a proportional proportional level of evidence there to support that claim. That's it. How's that sound to you? Yeah, that sounds good. And I kind of agree with you, but you know, on my end here, I took a long time to get to this point. And you know, I, I would love you to go through so many interviews. Not that you use yeah. your thing, but you would see, like, I mean, you go getting some amazing, amazing stuff that walks through here and talks to us about it. Right. I mean, so that's just you know. And the flip side, it's been huge for this town. This town never really had an identity, and uh, actually, it was like anti-marketing, which is kind of fun. Uh, I used to have a, the slogan here was a small town with a big heart, and which is cute. And they change it to the gateway to Lake Gaston, which is like you know, New Jersey saying it's the gateway to Manhattan, which it kind of is, but you want people to stop in your state too. And uh, so it's kind of been uh, interesting that, you know, now all of a sudden these sightings have been here for well over, as far as I know, at least 80 some years. And I can track back and I'm sure they go back beyond that. And uh, so, you know, I started doing the interviews. I know a good story and then I'm getting more and more stuff coming through. And like I said, we've had unbelievable Interviews. I turn away nobody. Uh, a lot of YouTubers, of course, but we've had MTV, Travel Channel, NPR, Road Trippers. I mean, it's just been you know, it's stuff that this town, we can't afford this marketing. Well, now we've got this positive marketing thing going through. And of course, the paranormal brings stuff into uh, doing the festivals, the paracons, the Littleton Food and Spirit sells a Bigfoot burger. We have other stuff I'm not allowed to talk about coming in. But, you know, people jumping on this themes thing. Uh, like I said, some people are not overly thrilled about it, but they're seeing the this is a financial benefit. Yeah, there is. It's, it's bringing tourism in. I am literally the only tourist attraction here. And, of course, COVID's killed everything for, yeah. for the last year. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can't even do paracons or ghost tours right. or anything like that. So, If you weren't doing this, what do you think you'd be? My plan was to come down here. I bought this money pit, dirt cheap. I mean, these work. We're getting there. Huge old house. And uh, But, you know, we weren't looking for paranormally active house or anything. That's what we ended up with. But whatever. And uh, my plan was to come down, do basically some documentaries, use my video and photography skills. And like, I want to travel, see Route 66. Never done it. You know, just do things like that. You know, yeah. make a few dollars. I don't have to make a lot of money down here. Right. I mean, I have no debt. So, yeah. I mean, the house is paid for. All my cars are kind of beaters, you know, but yeah. they run. And uh, just go out and do stuff I couldn't do because I was a journalist that worked seven days a week nonstop. And then what do I do? I come down here, create a museum. Seven days a week, run for office. You haven't used Bigfoot for my political sign. Yeah. So, yeah, 
Yeah. So that brought in a lot of media attention. But, you know, but, but the bottom line is, uh, you know, I've created my own nightmare, you know, but the town's moving forward. That's my reward. From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon, and you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week.